city's most dangerous criminals you think you scare me have been invited to play the world's most dangerous game to win you eliminate the competition prize is 10 million dollars now everyone is a moving target get down lucy and the only way to survive having a good time little girl is to play the game Play the game and finish it. We have to kill them all! Christopher Lambert, Ice Tea. Are any other questions? What if we don't want to play? Meat guns. Any other questions? Oh man, I thought I thought this was so much better. That's gonna be the title of this episode. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. The title should be never as good as the first time. Never as good as, oh, I'm going to put that down. Never as good as the first time. And for me, it might have been never as good as the first, like, 20 times. Because when I did this movie, um, I was a resident director or resident assistant uh, in college. And mm -hmm. so it, it was, like, in that packet of movies I ordered. It was this. Um, it was uh, Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. And it was something else. And so my students took bets as to who would make it by the end of the movie oh okay and so it was great because we had done that with uh we had done that with uh me not mean guns this is the movie we're doing tonight unfortunately we had done that with uh battle royale and that turned out really good like you get to the point in the middle in the beginning of the movie where everyone gets the weapons thrown to them in the center and then you're like oh crap my guy got a lid oh baby girl didn't even <laughs> get a weapon this dude got a gun but no bullets like everybody got somebody and it was great you had like a little it was kind of like the running man where you, we had like a running chalkboard with each person's name like whatever nickname we gave that character so as they got killed you like cross them out and then they're getting mad mm -hmm. and it was just a really good time so we i saw mean guns i was like this might be a good idea to do this and we watch it and thought it was awesome like you said and then lo and behold 20 years later it don't hit the same it don't hit the same 24 years later 24, yeah, 24 years, years later. later good lord so we this is a two-man crew me and my man d are here now this is part of uh jeff's jeff versus the world bad meaning bad or bad meaning good this is going to be a mini-sode so that should already tell you what we're going to think about this movie uh this is 1997's <laughs> mean guns by albert pune 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 it's more fun saying his name than it is watching his movies most of the time uh and the older I get, Derek, the more I look at his movies, and I'm like, how did you make a good one? That before you even get to, like, Cyborg was good. Kickboxer. Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how, what happened to him? His movies just feel like, looking back, it feels like his movies are the ones that would be parodied in, like, community. Mm -hmm. Like, he'd make a movie that's called Dick Puncher. Yep. It, it it feels like that where there's no rhyme or reason to them. There's no real story to them. It's just a lot of 
flimsy action that you hope that 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 he hopes that you never see through because as soon as you see through one part of the curtain the entire illusion is gone mm -hmm. and when i was 17 you know honestly i don't even yeah i don't even remember how i saw this movie i know nobody would have rented it and i know it didn't make it into the movies I just figured it was on, it was one of those movies that just came on HBO late night or Cinemax yes. late night, one of those two or Showtime. One of those, it was sent, it was, uh, for us, it was HBO and Showtime because my mom was convinced that Cinemax was where all the sex was. I mean, they called it Cinemax for a reason. That's, but I mean, it was alone. It exactly. didn't mean it was alone. Exactly. And it, listen parents there was no real it was it was soft core we couldn't even see nothing trust me we tried we did the whole flip back and forth thing on the channels to try and get through the wavy lines you can't see nothing so why y'all even worried about it just you see what happened you see what happened parents if y'all just left us alone with cinemax motherfuckers probably would have never invented Pornhub. you're not wrong but folks are like you know what when i grow up i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the door open and air conditioned the neighborhood. When I grow up, I'm going to let my kids play all the video games they want and eat candy all they want. Well, when I grow up, I'm going to watch all the porn I want. Nobody's going to be able to stop me. I won't have to flip channels at all. And that's what happened. So I saw this movie, I'm pretty sure, on Showtime. And um, I was much dumber at 17. I'm aware of that now. I'm, I'm dealing with that in bits and pieces. Um, because I thought this was one of the best things in the world and I laughed uproariously at parts of it. And now I've come to understand that this movie is only as good as Ice Cube. Yep. Um, everybody else is literally like a either a badly drawn cartoon or they're just dumb. Um they literally give people um, defining characteristics and makes that their thing. Like, like the woman who comes with Big Bob, I think yeah. she was also having sex with Ice T with Ice T's character, and so mm -hmm. he doesn't even care. He's like, "Come here, slut," and just grabs yeah. her up and starts grabbing her all over the place, and that's her thing. That's what she's supposed to do. And there's other people who are like. Uh, beavis and butthead supposed to be like they they even though they're not twins because one's asian and one's white they speak at the same exact time the way you would imagine a twin would except they can't speak at the same exact time because they're not that good at it and it's that kind of movie so one saying it one second behind the other one and i feel like they just would stop and pop each other in the back of the head when they couldn't say it on time and they tried to count one two three we're gonna get the money oh you said it wrong man just like that, that sort of a thing. But Ice oh, and don't forget 40 Cleon Minutes is all you got. Hmm? Don't forget Cleon the Professional. That's my nickname for Christophe Lambert. Yes. As you first see him with the blonde hair, like full Highlander jacket with a little girl in his front seat and nobody knows why. Exactly. Yeah. We are not here to explain why this guy has a, a little kid in his front seat and just leads her to sit out front of a, a prison. We don't know why he sees an angel of death standing on the balcony of the prison across from where he's standing at. 
a lot of things don't get answered in this movie. And when I say a lot of things, I mean all of them. Now, one thing I can answer is how most of these people got here. Uh-oh, here's our ter- her third partner. The melan- We're fully melanated now. We got our booster. What up, I- Chanel? Bye, Chanel. Oh, she gone. No, no. I wouldn't want to talk about back. this movie. She'll be back. I mean, <laughs> I get it. It's going to be even shorter, Mini so because Chanel's going to be like, nah, we're done here. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just be like, all right, credits. Mm-hmm. You you have this movie. The one thing you can't explain is that everyone had worked with Albert Pugh or knew him in some form or fashion and got sucked in. Uh, I always thought that uh, when you saw Deborah Von uh, Valkenberg in this, how did she get there? Because at the time, all I knew her from was uh, I had a crush on her when I was a kid because I was a latchkey kid. My grandparents raised me and I watched way too many episodes of Too Close for Comfort. And uh, uh, not Two and a Half Men, I'm sorry, uh, Three's Company. And so Deborah von Valkenberg, I knew from, from Too Close for Comfort. Then as I got older, watched The Warriors, knew she was the girl from The Warriors. Now in this movie, she plays, is she a DA or like a key witness? I think she's a like, key witness. A key witness. And I feel like she got the most exposition as to like who she was while she was there, but the least of like a chance to even have an arc. She was just basically luggage for most of the movies. You know, what'd you think? Hey, um, I thought that she was clearly terrified, but for some reason, like, it still was bad acting. <laughs> like, it was like, clearly she was scared, but it still felt very awkward. That's what I thought. You, you know, and, when and- you're in a place where the best actor in the movie literally is Ice T, everybody should quit. Yeah. I mean, one thing you, you could tell clearly from this, and Chanel, we said before you got on, this is going to be a mini so because bad meaning bad or bad meaning good, this, this, the answer is pretty clear early in this. Uh, one Fair of enough. the things that's also, yeah, it, it, it gets clear real quick, especially when you consider, uh, again, I used to work at Blockbuster. That's how I found out about this movie. Uh, they only had that set for like a day and a half. <laughs> and it's quite clear that they only had it for a day and a half like that. That's why they wrote it into the movie. It was like, all right, let's just get this done. I got a buddy who's going to loan me a prison for a day. We, we can break whatever we want. Let's just go do this movie. Mm-hmm. The problem with this tea. movie, the problem with this movie is that um, it's literally an hour longer than it needs to be. It's literally an hour longer than it, it has any right to be. Like after Ice-T has his uh, big speech about, you know, um, I'm gonna see who can show and prove. Snitches, you motherfuckers gotta show and prove and the, the buckets get dumped out and everything and they shoot. If you're gonna have this set up, first of all, okay, so everybody's in there because they did some sort of a crime against the syndicate, some sort of a sin against the syndicate. And Ice-T is the, the spokesperson for the syndicate. His name is Moon. And he's playing chess against the commissioner of the prison. And the commissioner beats him. So he shoots the commissioner in the chest. And dude, we're going to have to explain that somewhere down the line. But guess what never gets explained is why the commissioner died the day before his prison opened. So Ice-T has everybody come out. And they all get patted down and all that kind of shit. 
and then he's talking to him. And then they have this, this, this small ass like staircase area that leads up to where Ice T is and everybody else standing downstairs. It's not a big area. There's not a lot of space. And they just pour down guns and bats. And three-fourths of the people die in the first two minutes of this whole thing because they're standing right next to each other when they load their guns with bullets. So the rest of the time is them playing hide-and-go-seek for the next hour. And are you serious? Yeah. Now, what would you think of, I think you weren't on yet when we brought it up, the random kid in the car? Like, did you feel like that needed more explanation? Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I spent a lot of time, because she got some very intense shots in the beginning to where I started to say, this is a young adult. This is a, this is a adult person. Like Chanel, you're projecting youth onto her. Like she's clearly involved in all this somehow. Cause she kept looking so like, she was part of the heist kind of thing. Um, and then when the guy runs out later, it's like, hey, little bitch, where's your dad or whatever? I was like, oh, this is a, ch- oh, this is a child that got brought to the syndicate shootout. And wow, that what a choice. What a choice. <laughs> you said we're going to McDonald's. Yes, after I take care of this. Stay here. I'll be right back. And they said it was going to take six hours to be completed. Like, after six hours, everybody dies, which means there's a chance that she was going to be sitting out there in the car for six hours. That's a CPS call right there. Nobody here takes care of their kids. Yeah, nobody here is concerned about the well-being of a a needy person on the street. So I am not concerned about CPS being called. I would have snitched. They're all white. It ain't like I'm doing a sin. I mean, are there any black people? There's one Asian guy. I mean, there's the black dudes that are the generic stunt men that are going to be cannon fodder. And then there's Ice T. Yeah. Everybody else is white in the syndicate. And so I would have (laughs) snitched. I would have gotten a card for it because I would have been like, CPS, this random dude who likes Mambo left his child outside of a shootout. License plate? Yes, I can help you out with that too. Hold on one second. And I would have told. Oh, see, I'm looking at one of the cannon fodder dudes now. The dude who looked like he was Eddie Gordo who got ate up because he went after the blonde woman. Mm -hmm. And she was like Courtney Thorne Smith stunt double. So I don't, like everybody in this movie outside of Christoph Lambert, uh, Deborah von Vonkenberg and Ice-T are somebody else's stunt double, it looks like. I'm like, oh, there's another one. Dude who looks like he's the third dude from the right in uh, Smooth Criminal is now shooting at the British guy. That's what we get. Is, Is the British guy Marcus? Marcus, yeah. Okay, yeah, Marcus is stupid too. I I, I, I needed more storyline with Marcus because it turns out at the end that his card said you'll make it all the way through. And I'm like, how the fuck y'all know that? Because they couldn't afford not to bring him and use him that little. Right, it isn't like he's a big name. Like if, if 
uh, Chris, if Christoph Lambert had been uh, Marcus, okay, I could have saw that. But this is just some random Mick Jagger looking motherfucker. <laughs> See, another so, man. <laughs> wait, so his car said you'll make it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's oh. why that's why uh, Ice T at the beginning told him keep your head, stay calm, because he knows he ain't did shit. But they didn't really linger enough on the cards for me nope. because I truly was just like, uh huh, what? Hello? Uh, uh, okay, I guess we're starting. Like it, it went really fast. Mm-hmm. It's it's a movie that you never have to see. You can go on YouTube and type in Ice T scenes, uh, Mean Guns. The best scene I can tell you right now happens about. 36 minutes in, maybe 35 minutes in, when Ice T is talking to a guy named Oslo, who's holding a knife and looking at him. And Oslo's like, I got you now. I guess you ain't as good as you thought you were. And he's like, Yeah, but I would have thrown that knife you holding by now. And Oslo keeps talking. He's like, Yeah, but I really would have thrown that knife. And he finally gets tired of him monologuing. And he's like, He throws his knife at Oslo, which hits him in the throat, I guess. And he's like, Look, man. Don't hold the knife. Throw the Broken. fucking knife. See, I'm going to see you and I'll raise you. My favorite scene is when uh, everyone decided that they're going to play, find the, you know, do the briefcase switcheroo. Mm-hmm. And Barbie grabs the, 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 the money or what she thinks is the money and then catches that Metal Gear Solid grenade inside. And she just comes staggering out. <laughs> I hate this movie now. I don't mean to hate it. I wanted to love it. The first really bad did. part was the fact that nobody has it in anything other than SD, so it still just looks so grimy and grainy and gritty. Yeah, let's discuss the temperature of the film because I tried to turn my brightness down. Yeah, it didn't help no. at all. It didn't help. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can't you can't do nothing to save this one. There's no remake. There's no 4K update. There's nothing. It's an ugly movie that looks like 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 you said, Rich. It looks like it was shot where they were like, we got two hours. Let's get this done. And you actually find out. I was reading the uh, IMDb IMDb trivia, and it turns out that uh, both Ice T and Lambert were only paid to be there for two days, so they left before their final yeah. fight scene and they had to use stunt doubles for their two main characters in I the res- final fight i respect them knowing their worth they said look i'm not doing extra work you got it i'm out put my name on it advertise it for me it's going to be a subpar product but i refuse to be here an extra three hours <laughs> mm-hmm. like you can put Chanel. my name on it don't ask me to do anything to promote it i don't want to be associated with this past this they paid that man they were going to pay that man two and a half million dollars to do this movie it was going to be a two twofer it's like because that's oh. what he liked to do toward the end is I'm gonna give you two and a half movies to do this, two, two and a half million to do this movie and another movie. Never got around to making them that second movie, so he just gave him two million dollars. So you got so paid two million dollars for Lambert, two days of work. That's a million dollars a day. Like I understand why people buy castles, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I understand the, that. I mean, my thing is like I'm actually joking because if my face is being used to advertise something, I'm at least committed to the quality. Like, let you know what can I do to help this 
be an okay film. So like just abandoning it and you're not even getting paid pennies, like that's kind of egregious. It's kind of egregious to the two dudes who, I, like I said earlier, kept trying to talk like they were best friends with the baseball bats. And all I know their names as is Butthead and Dickhead. But face. But face and dickhead. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. Canon. Um <laughs> they were just annoying. And and they weren't annoying, I'm certain of it when I was 17, but as an adult, grow the fuck up, fellas. Grow up. What about so what was it that was so annoying about them? The talking, the trying to talk in unison thing, which they never did well. Um the I'm too cool for this type shit. The knowing that at some point one of them was either going to die or they were going to turn on each other. Um, and the fact that they just reminded me, even though, like I said, one was Asian and one was white, one was a brunette and one was a blonde, they really reminded me. I think they wanted them to be Beavis and Butthead. Oh, absolutely. But my problem is like, um, like you said, it's why couldn't they get into unison? Like that was completely possible and they never nailed it mm-hmm. like like i said earlier it felt like they did the one two three we're gonna oh you didn't say it at the same time i did man okay one two three how many takes do we got for this we only got two days fellas we only got two days all right fine can you just like put my voice over his voice no put my voice over his voice they would probably <laughs> really argue about something like that it, it's it's if ugh, that's good enough was a movie that's really what this what it pans out to mm-hmm. just the director saying fuck it just put it on this movie should have been called our whole budget went to chris and ice tea mm-hmm and even Ice T did it basically as a favor because Pune had done some of his uh, short. He had done a couple of rap shorts for him, mm-hmm. and so that's like two and a half million. No favor though, Rich. <laughs> oh no, no, two and a half was for Lambert. Ice T didn't get paid that much. No. That's oh why wait. Ice-T didn't stick around that long. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ice T was yeah he he had just started getting rehabilitated because he's been in what twenty five years almost now with Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, so he was just on that game. Side note: twenty years on the show, like wow, <laughs> like well, we really have seen this man go through his like multiple decades on this show. It's actually kind of crazy. I, I love Ice T because of his whole entire journey and how. Like seeing him young makes me happy, but I'm really upset because I thought that two and a half mil was for him, and that made no. me happy to know he got the bag. Mm-mm, no bag was got, no bag was getting by Ice T yet. Yeah, but he would good. find justice just three years later when he started that journey on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. It, the 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 bag was given to Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so. Uh, the cards that they were given near the, before getting on the elevator, they only showed a few of them, but one was Bob's, well, that said Bad Bob the Traitor, and mm-hmm. obviously he was a traitor because he had Ice-T's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend with him. He was like, I'm sorry, boss. Um, Lou, his was You Kill Little Girls. Y'all the syndicate. I don't know why that's a problem. Syndicate's probably- got standards, man. 
y'all just probably shoot in the air. Like, I feel like the way that they were shooting at each other, they just, they, they go for theirs. Um, Cam got, got the word snitch with the drawing of a camera. And D got one that said, you mess with the wrong boss. These are petty. Yeah. <laughs> Only and, the, and the snitch more should be there. About it, the more we talk about it, too, the more I realize I did see, like, because we ordered it through Blockbuster, I saw the European version, mm. which really changes, like, I can see why Christoph Lambert was like, I'm going to get $2 million because it really is. He is bizarre. Like I've said before you got on, uh, he was uh, Cleon the professional because basically he is a creep. He isn't a pedophile, but he's a creep that did get her away from a pedophile, but still is a creep. Like at the end, she tells Marcus, I'm glad you killed that weirdo in the European version, which is great. Because I'm like, this dude really died, thought he was like, had his Matilda safe. And she's like, get off me, man. Smelling like cheese. Mm-hmm. I would have saved him, though, because he was the only one who liked the music that I was playing. And if you like the music I'm playing, we should be instantly, do we just become best friends? That's how it should have turned out. Like, because nobody else knew who Prada was. I nobody. felt like he was being sarcastic, though, No. Nah, that dude was nuts. I think he was crazy enough to do it. Like he was just like, "Yeah, what is this? I like it." Mm-hmm. Well, you you got the CD for this? Where can I get it from? But the timing of it was literally like right after he announced he was about to kill everybody. <laughs> so that's why I was like, "Oh, he's just being funny." He's just now, saying, "I'm gonna make it out, after, and I'm gonna see you." Was that before or after the dude took the took the L for just being a complete idiot? Like, if you got a dude that's telling you the rules of a game of death. And you try to be a smart dude about it, like you're gonna die. I think I think everyone knows, especially you don't have to be in the syndicate to understand that. And dude still was like, "Well, what are we gotta do?" Bam. Yeah, he didn't what seem if like we he don't really- want to play. Then he shoots him, and then he's like, "Then don't." Any other questions? And that's when Lewis like, "Yeah, yeah where can I get this CD?" <laughs> he really though. By the way, that guy didn't seem to fit in. <laughs> he wasn't long for this world anyway. With his like kind of trucker trucker chic situation mm-hmm. chanel i would not be surprised if he delivered pizza to the set that day and they were like hey want a tip <laughs> brad and i get a credit absolutely he's like you know i've been trying to get that screen actors skill. i just needed three more credits like okay okay and I'm also pieces are coming together now i'm not gonna waste any more y'all time wait the question wait, jeff wait, has wait, wait uh-oh uh-oh Margaret, wait. okay I just want to before we before we take this apart. I just want to say one thing, and then I'm going to really take it apart when you ask that question that you were about to ask. <laughs> um, there's a guy when they're all riding to the Purgatory Correctional Facility. It's the Purgatory Correctional Facility, ladies and gentlemen. As soon as you step onto the facility, the cameras speak like it's a fucking Viper car alarm. <laughs> like, this is purgatory. You are now on camera. They're like, oh my God, no. You have seven but, seconds to comply. Right? And Ricky's in the car like, hey, stop cussing so much. I have a healthy respect for profanity. They're just not happy words, and that'll make me happy to hear them. To use something over and over till it has no meaning. Hell, 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 hell. So then when he gets killed by Barbie, she's like, what the damn hell was that, Ricky? Bars. Okay, now you can ask the question. I know. I'm going to be fair. I want to make sure. 
Now, was there anything that you felt I missed on, Chanel, that we need to talk about before I ask you the question we got to ask before we, I apologize to both of y'all for bringing your time and energy into this space for this oh, movie. Oh, no, absolutely. No, let me tell you something. I was like, okay, so we know from the scene where the opening scene where everything is black and blue and Ice-T has platinum all top teeth like his whole entire like I'm like I miss teeth in those days when they went do one tooth or like four teeth at the bottom it was like his whole top of his mouth was plat- platinum plated um that was very player and then they he makes him play chess and then shoots him um so from then on they would I just want to talk about the director choice of like making like a boom 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 sound like just like just showing the same shot, but like zooming in, zooming out, zooming in, zooming out. I just feel like that deserves some recognition for them trying to like drum up excitement and never quite doing it. Yeah. I mean, even with the, after you see that the death scene, trying to treat us to all these bodies, letting the bodies hit the floor, so to speak. And we're supposed to just know who these people are. Yeah. Like it was, but, but also he says a poem and I'm like, what's the relevance to this? Like, what, like, I, and I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I, I liked it. Like, <laughs> I oh, was okay. like, wait, cause I was just like, wait, I know what they were going for. They were going for some cool, sleek, like nineties, like crime thing. And it's all, but obviously nothing, 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 nothing made it up to par, but I liked that they tried. And I was listening to this script and thinking like, oh, like in the car, they're trying to, build up the characters went like again everything was done poorly it was very badly written but I I I appreciate the effort for some reason and I usually hate hate movies this bad but it was so bad that it I don't know it kind of was just enjoyably bad I, I feel like you're giving it Chanel the Bart Simpson at least you tried cake and I appreciate that yes absolutely yeah give him the cake and and I, I think that's fair I think I'm in I'm I'm more I'm more with the Derek side of things where I think I gotta I'm rethinking things about my life having had Mm. that as one of the movies I would recommend to people so now like with the benefit just like you know as you get older sometimes things change like Boondock Saints is not a personality it's just a movie Mm -hmm. some folks did not look at that growth some some folks didn't learn from that mistake in the mid-2000s I did and that, that's it. That's that you're right. I call that growth. And, and I think I've grown, but I think I can appreciate some of the little things in this. Like, I will never not laugh at what that woman <laughs> walks out with the, with the steam coming off the top of her head after thinking she got the money. Like, that is the most ridiculous stunt I think they could have put in that. And also my second favorite scene in the movie, which is Christopher Christophe Lambert shooting the dude in the hallway and somehow inexplicably breaking physics by walking up the dude he shot 38 times the the thing that the the thing that strikes me as the most ridiculous thing in this entire movie is that ice t is the worst one at acting like he's shooting a gun Mm. preach no he literally does a whole shake the arm thing when he fires the gun like he rolls the arm out and how are we getting accuracy when you're shooting like that? 
What's awkward to me is how big every gun was. Like the guy who was giving out the cards was using a gun to like encourage people into the elevator. And I'm like, it's this super long gun that he's putting like up to people's noses. I'm like, sir, like you don't have any room to maneuver. Like you might want a smaller gun in this in this room like you know i just feel like they wanted these big mean guns and i was like that you know that wouldn't really be a good security gun so i was i don't i'm not even a gun girl and i was like these guns aren't great um and but i do want to come back to something you just said rich which is Mm -hmm. why did you choose this movie (laughs) you so back in the day it was like amazing to you is that what i'm supposed to Oh, okay, right. You weren't here. Back in the day, this was a movie that we watched in triplicate when I was an RA showing my students. It was wow. a Battle Royale, Mean Guns, and The Ring. And you got to realize, like... I'm the, ring? The, the Ring? <laughs> like the original Ring, like back, back, like before we were having like, you know, obviously no streaming service. This is like 1999, 2000, 2001. And so I showed them The Ring and I remember a kid, which is not being a good mentor or a good student, like peer, like mentor or anything. There was a kid on my floor who was so turned up by the original ring and how scary it was. And then we watched the second one that we, uh, this is back in the, again, back in the day when you could have your watch control the the RF on the television. And so we timed it so that when that kid was going to bed, we had a loop of, uh, the young woman coming out of the well and we hit the button and his TV would turn on and play it, play the VCR that was already playing. And the scream that kid made from his room, I think, I think it carried over into this movie and it just brought good feelings. So when I rewatched this, I was like, Oh crap, this, this wasn't good. This was just like Derek said, this is tied up in like 18, 19 year old, like idiocy. And it wasn't the masterpiece under the underserved masterpiece I thought it was. So my 40 year old behind felt kind of dumb having y'all watch it. But I apologize, Jeff. I apologize. We will, we will, I will find a stronger movie and we will reconvene this order of the movie alliance here and we will make it right. And I swear to you. Listen, that prank you just described is domestic terrorism. You literally, that go check on that man because he's not doing okay today. Because <laughs> if somebody got me that good, because there are things that do scare me. And if somebody figured out how to have a thing that scares me, wake me up in the middle of the night, I would never feel safe again. <laughs> so one, I think that's amazing. And then two, it what I do see why this is a movie you would have to have at least just seen. Like, you just need mm-hmm. to know it exists and it's out there. And then that way, if you ever make a film, you'll know everything not to do. Like that, this is the, this is the perfect do not do this at home movie. Derek, what do you think, man? What did you think of this movie and my mistakes in my youth? Oh, um, on hindsight, we watched a movie called uh, Dead Heist. Mm-hmm. And it starred um, E-40 and the guy who wanted to be Vin Diesel. And Bone Crusher was in it for like 23 seconds and Big Daddy Kane. And for a long time, I thought that was the worst movie I'd ever seen. It was literally like an hour and 15 minutes long. They don't actually get to what they need to get to in the movie until like an hour and seven minutes into an hour and 15 minute movie. And then they got to rush the rest of it out in the last eight minutes, which is killing a town full of zombies. 
Wow. I put this movie at that level now. Like, I'm just disappointed. I really am. I thought so much higher of this movie before I came back and watched it again. This literally fucked up a fantasy. This is twice now, Chanel, that we've gotten together and watched a movie that I thought was better, but then I went back and saw it for this show and ended up hating the movie's guts. The first one was Fat Beach. <gasps> yeah, that probably didn't age well. No, not at all. And this one just, it, it's, it's grainy, grimy. What it reminds me of is they probably had played a whole lot of PlayStation 2 shooter games and then they saw Battle Royale and they were like, let's do this because it's as grainy as a PlayStation 2 game. It's as ugly as a PlayStation 2 game. The shot mechanics are as bad as a PlayStation 1 game. Mm. The storyline is on par with the Nintendo game. It's useless. This movie is literally a waste of your time. Like if God told you that you had 30 years left to live and you're like 50, 60 years old, I still wouldn't waste time on this movie. It's not worth the, uh, the, the plastic that it was originally put on when it was a DVD. It's not worth anything other than target practice. Um, a, a pox onto whoever made this movie. Um, it, it really, really pains me to say this, but the fact that this movie is still floating around, streaming, DVD, all that kind of stuff, it's available. And I had to jump through a million hoops to get my hands on Mel Gibson's payback. And I can't even buy Surf Ninjas. What? Something is wrong here. Something is very wrong here. I don't blame Ice-T for this. This one, Ice-T was still trying to find his way as an actor. Uh, him being bad, I understand. Everybody else being bad, like, y'all can't all look at the script and say, okay, we're, gonna, we're just going to, you know, goof off on this one. I mean, when it's Albert Pune, I think you can. Because they knew, everybody knew that check was going to clear and no one was going to check any of the quality of the film. Like, you're not going to have a producer that's looking at dailies. Because what you got dailies when you only got four days? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this movie... <sighs> this movie's rancid. I can't even give it anything better than that. I can't even take time out to think of something funny to say. All I'm going to say is that if you've seen this movie, you know exactly what we're talking about. Once the first 40 minutes pass, there's movies that you will turn it on, see where it is. And if you've already gone past the part that you want to see, you don't turn it on anymore. If you haven't gotten to the part, you turn it off. Like, um, he got served and all those dance movies, Stomp the Yard and all that. You will turn it off until it gets to the end, and then you'll turn it on and watch the end dance. Now, wait a damn minute. Uh-oh. Those are, you need to take that back. Those Uh-oh. movies are nothing to do with this. Okay. No, we, they, we, got, they, we got strays getting people catching strays. They, people they, catching strays. You guys they, served as a cinematic 
classic. You get cannot the fuck out of here. You cannot I've miss the fight in the before, Chanel, but get the fuck. Them two, okay. little, well, those two little motherfuckers dance off in the rain. Okay, Rich, we're gonna need to. I think we found your movie for your redemption. <laughs> I think we, All right, I think we found it. Watch you guys yeah. Listen, listen. Okay, well, somebody's gonna make it. It's gonna be me or Rich, because you know what? Yeah, it is already on the list it. for hindsight, but you don't want to know what I think about about you got served. There's literally nothing becoming about you got served. I think, I think, see, this is, this is like the end of Back to the Future when uh, Doc came back and was like, it's not you, it's your kids. We just had a teaser, folks. So this movie, you heard our results, but stay tuned, question mark, for our return. But before we get out of here, I want y'all to let them know where they can find you. And uh, I'll let them know where they can find me. And I'll apologize again to Jeff and we'll be out of here. We'll start with you, Chanel. Hi, y'all. Um, if you're on this feed and you've heard from me before, I'm Chanel Creating at Chanel Creating across all the socials um, and not doing any shows right now. So this is where you can find me. Um, and also just oh, the website is www.chanelcreating and also RIP to Young Dolph. Hey, Derek, my man, where can they find you? Um, everywhere. Easiest thing to do is just go on Google and type in Rashani. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I've come to realize at some point that because I started podcasting before SEO was a thing, I'm now the number one Rashani on all of the search engines, which is nice. You know, it's a thing. It's nice. Um, I do a show called Hindsight. I do a show called Ratchet Book Club. I do a show called Storytellers. I do a show called Unburdened. I, I do shows. Just type in Rashani. Also, Chanel, are we going to talk about the fact that the girl and you got served that they were fighting over looked like she was like 14 and they looked like they were 22? Okay, I don't actually remember her. So one second... <laughs> The fuck yes, is up with all them wearing these girl. like like old ass? Because if she's who I remember, girl, that's the girl. I know that's the girl from my wife and kids. Okay, she's she's she? hood classic. I, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It all it matters. Matter. How the you, fuck? How the fuck did 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 uh, Steve Harvey get rid of a drug dealer? What exactly did he do? We never talked about that part in the movie. He was just like, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. And this big ass dude who was last seen saying, you going to finish your cone bread? Vanishes. Okay, hold on. Why is making good credit as the annoying friend and you got served? Because she is. <laughs> I can't wait. If we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. Okay, Jennifer Freeman, the goddess, is 36 years old. So when this came out in 2004, she was minus 17. She was 20. Wait, hold on. 19. No. no. 36 minus 17 is it 19? It is. She was 19. Okay. So yeah, I think. And they were all, you know, hold on, Omarion age. Omarion's probably younger than her. 
Amarianis, 37. Yeah, it's all age appropriate. We're good. We're in the clear. Mind you, <laughs> these white movies y'all be watching, it'd be 40-year-old men with, with Nicole Eggert. So I just oh, feel like... you said y'all, but didn't you watch that one? <laughs> mm. I could have sworn that that was you who watched that I one. Didn't I didn't it. want any part of Blown Away. I didn't pick it. Mm. Oh, watch see. Anyway. All right, well, we got some movies to look forward to. Yeah, yeah if and you, you call are... that a movie and you call it looking forward to it. Here's what y'all can do. Y'all can discuss it and I'll jump in when you get to the last 10 minutes. See, see, y'all, y'all hear this shame. And you can, if you want to hear this shame and hear me retweet or hear me, my God, see me retweet some of this silliness. I'm at rich underscore fan, F-A-N-N. Uh, I do a lot of podcasts for the torch wrestling related, but clearly Jeff has me on, uh, on retainer to uh, be a mediator slash instigator for movie related uh, fisticuffs so uh yeah state if you like what you heard today or you like what you heard the first time we all got together with a delightful tale of an, uh, a substitute coach turned uh bartender turned uh what else did she want to do Rhea Perman had a lot of things in her mind bartender turned absolute uh absentee uh uh parental figure turned uh <laughs> kind of a racist she was doing the best she could for those people. For them people, exactly. While trying to take everything she could for those people. Oh, so she's Pat Riley? Okay, this is not the time. This is mm-hmm. not the time. Well, thank y'all. Thank you for listening. Jeff, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Batman and bad, Batman and good for this edition. I'm Rich Fan saying bye-bye. All I'm going to say is the best.